everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode three of the Comedy Collision Podcast. I am your host, Nick Hannock. And uh, if you're listening to this, thank you. Please like, subscribe, download our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us five stars if you can. That would be uh, very generous of you, and we appreciate it a lot. Um, sorry for the audio quality last week. Um, I know one of the mics was a little softer, and I think they're in each earbud, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but just staying with us. Uh, my interview today is with Rob Ernst, uh, drummer from Lauv, um, music director for Lauv too. Great guy, um, very interesting conversation. And uh, he, uh, I, I, we did it over Zoom, so there might be a little, uh, little bumps in it. But besides that, I think we got most of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening and uh, enjoy the episode. Let's go. Everybody, thanks for listening and uh, welcome. Today is October fourteenth. It is time for the podcast, and um, we got a good one today. I'm actually pretty excited about Rob uh, coming on. I'm so lucky to have him. He's he's awesome. Um, and I've said I say love uh, or love. I say love the entire interview. Love and it's love, right? So I just completely embarrass myself in front of him. But um, none, nonetheless, here we are. Our knees aren't scraped, and we're we're still moving forward. I don't know. Is that a catchphrase? Our knees aren't scraped. I don't. Know. Um, how was <laughs> such a fucking dumb podcast? How um how was your weekend, everybody? Did you have fun? I had a great weekend. Had a friend's birthday. You know, drank a little bit, watched some football. Bill Burr hosted uh Saturday Night Live, which is just like he's my comedy icon, right? So he, him doing it just shows me like it's possible. It's like fucking awesome, dude, that he hosted. And of course, he's getting blowback right now on Twitter. Of course he is, dude. People are too fucking sensitive out there. You dumb cunts. Oh, that's the second one. Um, But yeah, no, seriously, like, come on. Erica Nardini from Barstool said, uh, she put it best, uh, if you if you can't tell he's joking, if you don't get the joke, you are the joke, and I love that. It's great. <laughs> it's the best, dude. But Bill Burr, Bill Burr killed it, man. He killed it on the podcast or uh, on um on SNL on Saturday. It was the best, man. And he does he did his joke about eliminating down the popu, uh, population with this coronavirus, as he does, by the way, in all his specials. All his specials, he talks about uh, lowering the, somehow cutting the population, whether that be by like um, obesity or like sinking, um, sinking cruise ships was the other one. I don't want to do his joke for him, but they're, they're hilarious. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like who, who would be the people to go, right? Because you don't want to lose people. But if you got to pick people to go, like whistlers, right? Like if you whistle, who, who came up with whistling? Like... Who went outside and was like, they heard a blue jay and was like, you know what? I would love to hear that, but as a cover of Beast and Bur- Beast of Burden. Like who, that's not a, like, it's so annoying in the car when someone starts whistling. It's a high, it's a high pitched thing. Dogs fucking hate it too. It's so fucking annoying when people uh, whistle, right? How about if you're whistling along to Florida Georgia Line? How about if you're a Florida Georgia Line fan? I think you got to go then too. You're FTG first to go. Uh, <laughs> first to go, like like Florida Georgia Line. Here's my beef with them. Let me tell you, they suck, and here's why they suck. They take every song that's slow and country, right? And they fucking they make it pop. They just go, you know what? This one's slow. How can we make this song better and appeal to more people? Let's throw Nelly in. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He'll do this. Hey Nelly, they call up, they call St. Louis native Nelly up. What are you doing, Nelly? And they go, Nelly goes, I ain't doing, I'm not doing anything. It's not 2002. Oh. And they go, you want to come on this country song? And Nelly goes, what, why would I do a country song? And they just go, we don't know. 
And then Nelly comes out and the sock somehow blows up. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I think they did, they did another one, right? It's like Holy or something with the Biebs. It was a regular song, right? And then they added Bieber. Let me look this up. Oh, my God. I hate this fucking group. I hate them. I hate their fans, too. First to go. See ya. Oh, my God. Florida. Luke Bryan. This is how we roll. Ugh. Garbage. Garbage music. Then again, it's like, what am I doing, right? It's like, I, I, I'm taking my first drum lesson Saturday. And, um... What the fuck do I know about music? I can't play guitar. I'm not John Mayer. I'm going through a huge John Mayer phase right now. I'm drinking mocha frappuccinos in the morning. I'm sipping on them. And then I'm listening to John Mayer live at the Red Rocks 2010. And I love it. It's the best. Dude, who doesn't want to be John Mayer though? He's so cool. He is the coolest dude. The coolest cat in town. Some kid, I saw this video on YouTube. Some kid is like, John, John. He's screaming for him as John's walking over a sinus guitar. And the kid goes, your body is a wonderland, got me laid. And John just goes, thank you. <laughs> Signs the guitar. It's great. I fucking love John Mayer. Oh, man. We're having some fun on this one. What else? I had, I think I had one more group that I had to go, but it's all right. Oh, if you're yelling, <laughs> this one's so specific, dude. But if you... Watch fireworks, and then the last one goes off. And that whoever yells, "This is the finale!" If you're that person going, "Oh, this is the finale!" Yeah. Bye bye, bye bye. <laughs> we know it's the finale, dude. You think just randomly they just start shooting off eighty million fireworks? And by the way, if you fake the finale, like you do in the middle, and then you just slow it down a bit and then go again, ah, fuck you. You got us. You also got us too at the same time, right? Man, fireworks, dude. I haven't watched a good fireworks show in so many 4th of Julys. I was at the acting school. No, I wasn't. Where was I? I don't know where I was for the last 4th of July, but I definitely didn't see fireworks, sadly. But um, the year before I was at the acting school, I, there was some, but it was so far off you couldn't see it. And we also we also had to do like school that day. Like There wasn't a day off. There was no days off at that thing. That's a grind. That's a real grind. You know, athletes, they, athletes have toughness, right? They got to move weights. They got to sweat. They got to hustle. They got to have heart. But us theater makers that summer, we had to deal with the insensitivities of the world and portray the stories. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, this one is off the rails. This one, this podcast is already crazy. Uh, the Bachelor's back. Bachelorette. 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 Bachelor. Which one? Both are back? One of them's back? The one with the girl. That one's back, right? Um, where, again, Barstool Trent, uh, he he did, like, the luggage at the end of last season, I think. That that one's back. I love that one. Here's why I love that one. I mean, I don't watch it. I've never seen an episode. Never will watch it because it's stupid. But here's why it's dumb and why I love it is I could win that show. Well, I could medal on that show. I don't think I could win it, per se, but top three for sure. Here's how you do it, right? So there's 10 of us, right? There's 10 guys. And you show up and you just see these, like, you know, these hunks, these these sexy people, um, these Dr. Sexy Pences all over the place, right? And you got to realize, I, I mean, it's me, right? I got, I, got the, I got the ears. I got the lips. Like, it's, it, I'm not winning this one, right? I know that. So what I do is I play my card, right? I go... I pull her aside. I pull her aside when the camera's on shooting. I just go, hey, listen, I know I'm not winning this thing. I know you're not picking me. But I know you're also you just looking at these guys. You got it down to like five, right? Off the bat, you got it down to five. Let me hang around until the top five. And just, I, I will not get in your way. I'll, I'll take you. We'll, we'll, I won't do anything to disrupt this process just let me chill at the house let me eat my bacon wrapped chicken hors d'oeuvres and uh let me have a good time she goes all right fine whatever what was your name i go nick and she goes rick and i go nick and she goes oh nick and i go nick yeah and so i um i go and i just start, i just spend five weeks chilling by the pool right i'm sunburnt uh i'm eating steaks every night i'm playing uh pool in the basement uh, I'm in the lazy river. I'm going down the slide that they have built in. Uh, there's probably a trampoline. I'm going on that. 
and uh, it's really just kind of a great time and I'm having fun but I'm not I'm not bothering anybody man I'm keeping my business um, I'll record a few podcast episodes in the grotto but uh, besides that I'm keeping the old Nikki uh, Nikki keeps to himself right and uh, week five rolls around and I'm like okay fuck this is when it ends this is when it's over but this is what I do you see I go up to her and I go you know it really would have been nice to get to know you I just wish we had more time. And I walk away. I walk away. I do from New Girl Goosebumps, walk away. Hit her with it. Hit her with it. And uh, she goes, oh, my God. Holy shit. I don't know why her voice went up there, but holy shit. I need to keep him around. And she brings me back another week. She keeps him in. And next thing you know, your boy is top four. He's top four now, and now we're top four. Now I'm, I'm, I'm fully into this, man. I want to win. So what do I do this week? I go all out. I bring roses. I bring chocolates. I show up to the date for the first time ever. She's stunned. Actually, I showed up last week for the first time ever. This time I show up, but I bring stuff, chocolates, roses, dandelions. Actually, I think dandelions are a very annoying flower. I'm sorry I said that. I don't think I'm going to bring dandelions. Uh, actually, I'm definitely not going to bring it. Scratch that. I, I think I'm allergic to it. So it's probably even worse. So I'm not bringing dandelions. But you get the point. You get the picture, right? We're then going to go or go to a nice meal, right? We're going to laugh. I'm going to be doing my comedy. I'm just going to be making her laugh. And I'm going to be look, making eye contact the whole time with old Nikki Blue Eyes. She's going to be looking right into him. And it's going to be going great. It's going to go fantastic. And then, you know, at the end of the night, I just, it just goes so well. I make it go so well. I make her laugh so much. And I go, this is, this could be something. And again, I just leave it at that. And she goes, man, is he, is he actually like a dark wild card? Like, is this guy a, a, is he, is he possibly, could he be the winner? Could he win this? And the producers are all like, you got to keep him around. Like, this guy's great. No, we haven't heard from him for five weeks. Um, he's incredibly sunburnt. Uh, he's constantly rubbing aloe on himself uh, through, when we're not shooting. But besides that, uh, he's a keeper. I think this guy might have, he's funny. We might have a chance with this kid, right? So she goes, all right, I'll keep him. I'll keep him. And next thing you know, I've meddled, right? And at that point, I don't really know where I'm going to go from there. But I'm going to take, I'll take a bronze medal because here's why. Bronze kind of looks like gold. It looks like more like gold than silver looks like gold. So that's how I uh, figure it out in my head, and that's how uh, I meddle, and that's how I would approach the bachelorette. Bachelorette. Can't speak on this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what my plan is. That's what my strategy is. Let me know. Write in and tell me what your strategy would be uh, to win to win a game show like that, to win a reality TV show like that. Also, what reality TV show would you want to be on, right? I don't know. I don't know if that's the one I'd pick. I've always been a lifelong Survivor fan. Jeff looks like he's 42, and I'm pretty sure he's like in his 60s. Uh, but that's just a life. That's a life of just chilling on a resort to resort every single day of your life. That's awesome, man. That that guy lives the life. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually really interested. I want to know what uh, reality TV shows you guys would be on. Um, and then yeah, I'm actually gonna take one question here. I'm gonna do one of the questions that we got. Um, the worst. Okay, this one. This guy writes in. Um, what is the worst time you bombed? Um, the worst time I bombed, just and I know this is completely just kind of jumping shit, but we do have an interview we got to get to, and I don't want to make this uh, podcast too long. But the worst time I bombed was um, the third time I think I did stand-up, maybe the first. The first time I went up there, and I'm sure I got a question about the first time I went up there, but the first time I went up there, uh, you know, I did, I did. I went up there by myself two hours of St. Louis uh, and then because just because that driving two hours there would like you know I'm not going to turn around so I did that I went up none of my jokes were working I was talking about religion and at one point I got kind of a laugh about uh, saying there's a dead carcass that hangs in the front of the room meaning you know Jesus on the cross and uh, it got a laugh and then I made another joke about it and or another joke about something else in church that didn't get a laugh and then I said Jesus Christ come on and that got a, a laugh, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, and that and that got like a good laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, that that made you laugh." No pun intended. That made you laugh. 
So I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. And then like I literally came back through the curtain and I was like, I want it. I almost asked the like host, can I go up again like at the end of the show? Like you don't do that. But uh, so I didn't do that. Luckily, I had the the fortitude to uh, not do that. So I didn't do that. And then uh, yeah, I uh, I came back. I murdered. Like I, I did really well. And maybe it's because like the guy said it's like his second time doing it. Like I always feel like that helps. But I did really really well with my dad and my uh, friend and with Devin there. And um, then we came back from a zoo here, and I did the same routine in front of my. Uh, child my old my oldest friend and uh bombed like the exact same routine same jokes and it just did horrible here and i think i was just too confident that it, these work um so i ate shit that night in front of my friend who i uh really wanted him to see me do well so that sucked that sucked a fuck ton um that was the worst i ever bombed and uh, i mean just crickets dude just crickets in the audience and uh yeah that was the worst time I ever bombed. Uh, I like talking about stand-up, but it's not as funny when I get real like that. So uh, we'll see if I keep talking about it. All right. We've done like uh, 16, 16 and a half minutes here. We'll do, um, we're going to segue into Rob. Rob is the drummer and uh, music director for uh, Lauv. Not Lauv. Lauv. Am I saying the same fucking thing? I don't know. I don't know, but he's great. And if you don't know who that is, I like me better when... There you go. Now you know who it is. He's... I mean, this guy's a superstar. But Rob is, too. Like, like I'm, both of them are superstars. Like, we, I don't know how we got Rob, but Rob said he'd do it. Rob is the nicest guy in the world. And, I mean, he's just the best. Here's the interview to prove it. Hope you enjoy. Uh, thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, review us five stars, please. We need some money. Guys, we need to start bringing in some sponsorships because my parents just knocked on the door. They said the ACs are ready off, but now we're taking your keyboard. We got to sell it on the street for your rent. Guys, please listen. Thank you so much. And uh, here's Rob Ernst. Ladies and gentlemen, my next Sweet. guest at this time has traveled the world playing drums. He currently is the lead drummer and musical director for Love. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Ernst. Rob, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on this. I'm excited. Of course, my man. Thanks for doing it. Um, so basically, uh, I guess the f- first big question I have for you that people are dying to know about um, <laughs> is off stage, do you call Love Love? <laughs> Um, no, I, um, it's funny cause we, we met a long time ago. Um, and he was kind of, it was before, a little before he blew up and stuff. Um, so yeah, I just call him Ari all the time. Perfect. That's his name. So it's, awesome. I go. never really, ca- I never really call him loud except loud. for if it's like in a professional aspect if yeah. they're like if they don't know what his actual name is i'll be like oh like loud wants this kind of thing but yeah yeah, um, yeah. i uh i call him by by ari <laughs> <laughs> perfect all right uh so rob uh i guess basically a lot of people want to know kind of like how you got started and like just your journey to get into breaking into the music industry um so could you like start with like you said you're from upstate new york earlier when we were talking um kind of how you got started yeah Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I've been playing drums since I was like four years old. Um, it's been a huge of my life, uh, going through school and, um, I never really took lessons. I just played in, you know, started playing in elementary school in concert band and kept through middle school and then joined the drum line, that whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, high school, same stuff. I did a uh, drumline and, and band. And the high school I went to actually had a really good music program. Um, our marching band was like the best in the state um, almost every year. Um, so it, was, it taught you how to be pretty competitive and, and kind of like, um, I've always been a perfectionist, but I feel like that kind of drove it home for me to like, and I was sectionally, I was like the youngest section leader in the history of our high school. Oh. So I was just kind of, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool little thing, but um, it, it pushed me to like not only be really like not only be really good myself, but make sure that I'm paying attention that everybody else is doing their own job and what's wrong and 
to help them learn and all that kind of stuff, which kind of like laid the foundation of, of music directing for me, which I've never really connected the dots until just now. So, um, mm. but um, yeah, just, just did that. And I was in and out of like local bands um, growing up and, after high school, went to college for not music. I was going to go to Berkeley and I was like, mm, not, I don't know. For me, it just wasn't, it didn't fit for me. So yeah. I went for business administration for um, like one semester. And then I got a call to audition um, for this band, Oh Honey, um, that I had like mutual friends that knew each other kind of thing. Yeah. So I auditioned for that, drove down to New York City. Um, and got the gig and dropped out of school and um which was crazy i was super i was i was pretty young um and my mom kind of gave me two years and she said i'll give you two years to to see if this works yeah um and if not you're going back to school cool so i was like deal let's go um and yeah that's kind of how i started that's awesome man and i mean i can only imagine how hard of that conversation was to tell your parents or mom uh that you're dropping out of college. Um, was that something yeah, you put, like a lot of thought into? Like, um, no, it was so on the <laughs> spot. And I mean, the first, I, I, I told her about um, the audition and, and she was obviously, my mom bought me my first drum set. She's nice. like always like, everybody's been like, oh, music isn't really like a career. You should have a backup plan. My mom was like, my kid's going to make it. It is what it is. Like she was so supportive um, oh, yeah. and my dad too. And um, and so when I told her about the audition, she was just like, yeah, go do it. And then I got it. And she was like, what do we need to do? Okay, you need to drop out of school. Um, and then I was committing. I joined was uh, based out of uh, Brooklyn in mm -hmm. New York City. So I was commuting from, I'll say, it's like two-hour drive. Um, and um, it, was, it, was, it was kind of like all hands on deck. It, uh, it was like zero to 100. Um, yeah. They signed to Atlantic Records pretty immediately. Um, and we started touring um, immediately also for like a couple of years um, constantly. And I was like, what was I? I was like 19 and 20 years old at the time. Um, so it was, it was pretty scary for me. Um, yeah, wow. But I joined, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was a lot. And um, I, I learned the ropes. They were all way older than I was. Um, so they kind of like, I grew up really fast, um, yeah. I guess, on on the first couple of years of touring. And um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was a great call. I'm so happy I did it obviously um, to where I am now, but um, yeah, it was, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, man. That's crazy. Did your uh, mom or dad, like, did they have a music background or what? How did you, you said four, you started playing. So obviously they wanted you. Uh, yeah. Um, they didn't have them. They don't, they're not like, they don't have any musical abilities, I would say. Um, but they are super into music. My whole family is like, I grew up listening to like uh, classic rock and roll from my yeah. mom's side. And then my dad was like a, a big like disco head back in his okay. day. Um, so like Earth, Wind and Fire and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So I like, yeah, like, so I grew up and like currently my, my favorite band is Queen. Like nice. it's just always been. Um, so like, having that background was amazing because I grew up listening to so many songs and, and one of my uncles like took me to concerts constantly even stuff that like I wasn't interested in at the time like blues yeah. and stuff and now I'm like oh my god I'm so happy I went because I, I just love all music but um yeah it was it was it was pretty wild but yeah nobody had any musical talents it just um when I when I was four I just started hitting on stuff and my mom was like we should probably get them like a little like practice kit, whatever, like a little, yeah. like one you can buy it, like, um, like Toys R Us or Yeah. Back when there was a and Toys R Us. Yeah, exactly. I broke it in a week or two or something like that. And then, um, and then, yeah, they got me a drum kit and yeah. rest history, I guess. <laughs> awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. So who, uh, you kind of touched on a little bit with your parents' music. Uh, who was your favorite, uh, like in, biggest inspirations, I should say, when not for drums? Ooh. Are we looking at like, um, Roger Taylor? I've, yeah, like, so obviously Roger Taylor was, like, top, pretty pretty top of the list for me. Also, yeah. like, Phil, I was a huge Phil Collins fan because my mom loved Phil Collins yeah. um, and Genesis and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
so drumming wise, those, those two are, are up there. And then as I got older, I discovered like Steve Jordan and, um, just so many, so many other guys. And, and even now I took, I took a couple lessons with this drummer, Dave Elidge, um, of course, out yeah. in LA. And he's kind of like, he's kind of known to fix everybody's technique. Um, and I was playing so much. I was on tour so much that it was like, I was ha starting to get nerve problems. Um, and I went to like, uh, I just went to so many doctors trying to figure it out. And they kind of just pinned, like pinned it on carpal tunnel or whatever. And I went to Dave and he fixed my technique and he was just like, it's not really that it could develop to that, but like, go get like a deep tissue massage and fix your technique. And, yeah. um, that's what I did. And so I see this deep tissue massage girl, uh, her name's <laughs> Diane. And, um, Diane. I go, I, yeah, I go there, uh, before a tour and after every tour. So, nice. um, she just kind of sorts me out and um and now i kind of just like strength train when i'm not touring um and just eat healthy drink a lot of water and yeah yeah the whole thing just take care of your body really because it's like being a drummer is almost you're an athlete at that point yeah, um, especially when you're on tour yeah yeah it's like you're playing i mean with Lau, we were playing like close to two hour sets uh i mean his his team had us on the road playing shows like four or five nights a week and sometimes seven shows in a row so yeah. it was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i mean i and I, I actually saw one that you guys came to uh of all places columbia missouri at the university of missouri which is where um i actually saw you play live and uh something cool about when, you when, when was this this was september 18 maybe 17 was it september 18 or 17 something like that um is that wow so that was like the beginning of um yeah i that was kind of towards the beginning of the the lauv career situation <laughs> okay, cool yeah were you um yeah it was that was cool the, there's a video and this is so off re, low key and off topic but um there's this video of him playing at the vma promos of like uh singing outside on a bucket is that you playing on the bucket <laughs> yeah is <it>? is. <laughs> yeah dude i love that video it's so catchy that beat you play on the bucket is oh, amazing. I'm going to put the link in the description for that video because it is, dude, I, I, I love it so much. It's just a very catchy beat, but um, yeah. So dude, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. No. Yeah. That was, um, that, that day we did, uh, we shot for the VMAs, which yeah. was crazy. I was like, what? It was nuts. Um, and then, so that same day, we had to do like a commercial for Extra Gum, basically, which aired on the VMAs. Um, cool. And that was that commercial. Um, so obviously, it's not it's not like running anymore, but I'm sure, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. But it yeah. was uh, it was a busy day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have it like as like a saved tab. So uh, oh, amazing! It'll be great. Yeah, I'll share it. Um, yeah, so I saw you play at Missouri at the University of Missouri. The Blue Note was the venue and uh um, oh amazing yeah now i, I okay. really remember this show now <laughs> perfect there we go uh <laughs> i uh something i noticed about the show which was cool was it sounded so much like the recordings like the actual tracks on the album compared to playing live and i was watching you play and the cool thing about your kit is you got the drum kit but then you also have you had like two or three other things on the side setup that you would hit with the stick and um I guess I was wondering what what's the whole uh, drum kit you kind of got set up and like everything you use on the side to recreate the album. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll plug some of my companies. Um, I'm very uh, blessed and honored to sign to every single drum, like all of my dream drum companies. Um, so I play um, a Ludwig kit, which is the most famous name in drums, realistically. Um, and so I play a full Ludwig kit. Um, I play Zildjian cymbals, Vic for sticks, Remo drum heads. And then what you were talking about, the stuff that I had on the side, um, I play Roland electronics. Um, okay. so basically it's like a, an SPDSX it's called, it's like a sample pad. Cool. Um, so those have like a bunch of squares on it and you can load sound. So I, because I MD the show, I have all the stems and stuff and I cut things out and take them out of the tracks that I play live. So if there's like snaps and I like me better, I'll, take them out of the tracks and put them on my sample pad so i have the exact sample from the record so you're because the, usually the crowd like wants to hear the 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 records you know so they sure. want to hear what was uh what they heard on the album and 
um, yeah, so we take exact sounds and those things are so easy to use and um, yeah, without getting super nerdy. Um, yeah, they, our whole show controls kind of everything we play. So um, yeah. yeah, those things are great. And those are just what I'm hitting all the time. <laughs> Perfect. Do you run it through uh, Ableton? Is that the software you guys use or what's another performance one? Um, yeah, be- so I, yeah, we use Ableton. Um, oh, I will only ever use Ableton. It's the best thing in the entire world yep. um, for, for live shows. And I produce on it too, which is really fun. Um, but um, yeah, we have like a redundant computer situation. So if one goes down, it immediately switches to B with like zero latency or hiccups. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then those computers are also like kind of controlling uh all the sounds to change on my SPD. It's changing his autotune settings. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get super nerdy into sure. it, but like all of it, all of it's programmed to control each other. Um, so it's kind of like a whole redundant system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You and me, we, we could talk about this for hours right now. I mean, I have, <laughs> so yeah, many for sure. <laughs> um, cool. All right, let's do a fun one. Um, favorite venue you've cool. played. Oh, wow. Um, Hmm. It, the the craziest one I would say was probably MSG. We did like yeah. uh like growing up in New York. Um, it was it, it kind of yeah. It was that one was really awesome. Um, we played one song, so I don't know if it really. It was for like uh, Jingle Ball, so we were cool. kind of like a special guest, so we came out and played one song and got off. So <laughs> for me, that was really dope. But it doesn't really count for yeah, me. Yeah, I get um, you. Yeah. I, I'm not counting MSG until we headline the thing sure. um but other than that i feel like uh i'm trying to think um i feel like there's been so many festivals too like my first time in japan like first time like there's just so many like different amazing ones like my first show in australia um and obviously like we were about to go on like the biggest live tour of course with the yeah. whole um covid situation everything got um kind of thrown out for the year but um but yeah so those would have been awesome and i'm sure we'll do those in the future but um yeah there's just so many different things like even the smallest show could be one of your favorites because like there is someone special there or like you know something cool went down with the crowd or ari said or did something that he doesn't normally do that was really awesome um so yeah there's so just so many different shows those man it's Absolutely. uh yeah they're all they're all awesome <laughs> cool yeah and then what about so dream is it i guess besides madison square garden what's the dream venue and have you played red rocks in uh is it denver somewhere it is denver yeah i i did red rocks um a long time ago with that band oh honey we were opening for the fray and oh, we nice. did red rocks it was pouring rain um to the point where like I was after the show I was literally pouring water off my drums it was so <laughs> oh it was just monsoon yeah um and like putting up a, a plastic like trash see-through trash bag over the computer like it was terrifying but we got oh, through it God. um but yeah Red Rocks is Red Rocks is perfect it's a perfect place uh awesome. all around and we were going to play it this year so I, I'm excited to go and headline Red Rocks at some point so. yes Yes, and I want to be there when that happens. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, where, where, oh, so talking about moving, you got the deal with uh, Oh Honey, and that's how you move kind of into L.A. What advice would you give to people moving to L.A. to chase their dreams, like acting, uh, music, film? Like, What's some steps that people might not think about when moving first to L.A.? Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Oh Honey thing, like, it was – we kind of went on for a few years and then it started to slow down. And then that's when, um, I got offered a gig that I kind of can't talk about still, um, and kind (laughs) of lost it because I didn't live in LA. Um, so I immediately was like, I think I was 21 at the time. I was immediately like, all right, I'm doing the move to LA in like six months. And, um, worked like on top of playing drums worked three jobs uh at the same time to save for la and i saved up like a little over 10 grand and um bought a car too and you have to go with a cushion i i would say um because you get out here and and you don't like 
I think everybody thinks like they have to get lucky. Like they'll work at a restaurant and like an agent will come up and they'll see them. And then, I mean, that happens. That totally happens, but that does not happen for most of us. So you kind of have to grind it out. Um, So I moved here and um, it was obviously like your job hunting. You get here and and obviously you should probably save like two to three months rent. So just in case it takes a little bit to get a job. Um, but, um, yeah, I just started grinding and, and I got really lucky and got, um, my first gig in LA the first weekend I lived here, which was wild. Um, and then it just didn't stop. So, um, and then I met Ari like a month later and, um, and then I started playing for, for him with Lauv and, um, and it was before anything blew up. So I was playing with so many other artists and, uh, music directing a bunch and, just whatever came up and and then the loud stuff took off and i would say like when you're when you're moving to la or wherever london wherever you want to go nashville new york um obviously like do it you know it it's your dreams you should you're going to be asking yourself what if your entire life um so get out there do it um and then get here and network and it's not all about networking but it's a it's a pretty important aspect of it and just practice like get out here and like if you didn't go to music school or you did go to music school or acting school or whatever um just get out here and still grind like take those like those gigs that aren't like paying that well take some free gigs if it pops up um and just practice your butt off because there's so many people out here that are like prodigies and um that are so good and but it takes a lot more than skill to get gigs out here it's more like personality is so big like being being a good vibe and and being um, a good person, a solid person that you can be around twenty four seven is amazing because on tour, um, yeah, that's it's that's literally it. You're it's you're living in a bus and yeah. a and an airplane and you know um, and as a music director, like I've I've fired people who were incredible at their instrument, but they weren't getting along with people or it just wasn't the right vibe or. Yeah. Looks is another big aspect. It's just so many weird things that go into um this gig whole yeah. economy and whatever goes down. Um but yeah, I, I would I would just say just do it and and because <laughs> you know, worst comes to worst, it doesn't work and you find another call like, you know, you acting didn't work out, but you ended up, you know, becoming like an agent or something, uh for CAA or something and um, just random, like you'll meet people and th- you'll have opportunities, whether it's in your, your dream, uh, area or not. Um, yeah, do it, Perfect. do it and have fun. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah. That's a great, I mean, what a great answer that is. Of course. Um, so I guess I have to ask this now because, uh, it came up not twice and then people are going to like literally kill me if I don't ask it. Uh, how did you and Ari meet? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, crazy. Um, so I, I moved here, uh, July 4th, 2016. Um, and Ari didn't know him yet, but he moved here a month before I did. And, um, so we got connected through a mutual friend, um, just kind of threw us on email and said, Hey, like you guys are both really good friends of mine. Ari's looking for a drummer. Rob, you're a great drummer. You guys yeah. are both really cool and around the same age go hang go hang out and so um from there i I went over to his house where i currently live now um and uh we just hit it off became best friends we were literally hanging out 24 7 um and playing shows and the whole thing it it was an interesting dynamic because um he was my boss essentially but he's also like my best friend and um and yeah so we were just together constantly through like shows and putting together shows and practicing and then just living together so um it was a bunch of different stuff and then um yeah and we just the loud thing blew up and yeah here we are (laughs) so are you guys roommates right now um not anymore we were for like two and a half years and then he bought a house recently like uh beginning of was it beginning i don't really remember i think it was like a year ago um (laughs) when you tour i feel like all everything just like blurs together as like this thing and you're like oh were we like that was a year ago no that was like two months ago um but 
Yeah, so um, he bought a house, and um, so I'm still living here, and uh, one of the original roommates when I uh, met Ari still lives here, Michael Pollack, who's uh, an incredible songwriter. Um, cool. He's writing hits hits for, like, everybody right now. It's it's insane. Um, that's awesome. Also a very yeah. inspiring household to be in, so, um, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's kind of how it went down. So your your roommate was your boss? Did you? I mean, did you ever worry about like you know leaving a dish out that you might get canned from the job after that? <laughs> um, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, because Ari. Um, yeah, it, it's just we just became brothers, and um, I didn't move in immediately. It was kind of like I started doing this gig, and uh, we were we were best friends, and and then I was my lease was up, and. And I was looking for a spot and yeah. he was like, yo, like one of our roommates are moving out. Like, why don't you move in? And at the time it made total sense. Um, I was here all the time anyway. Um, and I loved everybody who lives here. And yeah, no, it wasn't, it was, it, we kind of set ground, ground rules in the beginning. Like um, obviously like I don't talk to him about any money situation. Um, that's just straight with his management. And you just have to like be professional about Yeah things and not be professional you know like he's your best friend but he's your boss so don't talk about these things you know talk about these things but um it's not something where i'm walking on eggshells at all because Ari's uh such a great human and um such a good friend too so it was yeah and if yeah. there was any issues you know we just talk it out so sure perfect yeah and it sounds like everything obviously worked out for you guys uh <laughs> which yeah. leads me to the next one what is uh big the biggest rock star moment you've had so far Oh, um, this is interesting. I feel like there's so many kind of different ones on tour. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, signing stuff, uh, photos, um, and there's obviously I don't get this for myself, but like when I'm around him, I'm sure there's like paparazzi and stuff, but I feel like the, um, I did make it on the, like the, we played some festival in uh i think it was in maryland or something and i for some reason got put on the, the front cover of some newspaper which I've never happened i'm on tv all the time i feel like but like i saw a newspaper thing i was like oh that's pretty dope um but um yeah i don't know it's it's kind of a bunch of things and uh we we're, we're treated amazing by um you know promoters around the world that that have us and they bring us to wild dinners and treat us. And, you know, especially over in Asia, they um, are so amazing. They kind of give us like a, almost like a tour guide. And, and over there we kind of have like, um, like bodyguards kind of thing, just because things get pretty wild over yeah. there um, with fans, just, you know, at, at the hotel and figuring out where we're staying and airport and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's weird to look back on because you kind of start getting used to it, which it's something that, you really should never get used to because um, <laughs> you never know the last time that it'll happen. But yeah, um, yeah man, it's um, yeah. I, for me, I'm just doing it because I love playing music and I love uh, doing it with my friends and, and making people happy and putting shows together that um, make people emotional, happy, cry all the, all the nine. And uh, yeah. And yeah. that's just, I think that's something that comes with it and it's, it's really cool. But um, if that's the reason you're doing it, then um, it's not the best. But. yeah yeah obviously <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh is there ever been like a uh a jam session you've had or a moment on stage where you're just like how just you're playing and you're thinking well, how did i get here and you're looking around at these people around you and like if so what was it yeah it happens actually a lot um for me because i feel like with the loud gig we're constantly doing gigs at um or shows um that are bucket list you know yeah. um so like one of the first nights i think it was manila we uh in the philippines we did an arena our first sold out arena headlining um Beautiful. and also i don't think there was any ac they couldn't turn out for some weird reason i remember this they couldn't turn on the ac until the show started so like sound checking it was like it was nasty yeah <laughs> it was just it was crazy looking out at that show and seeing so many people um, yeah. with their lights on. And then we also, it was so incredible um, that we did 
uh, oh my gosh, what music video was it? Um, was it Feelings? There was one music video that was live shot at a show and it's like kind of like a camera that comes down and it's literally Ari, he's like sweaty um, and it's like pitch black and it's with like a crowd and everything. I don't remember what it was, um, but that was shot at that show just because it was so like breathtaking. Yeah. Awesome, dude. And that, yeah, that's, wow, what a cool story that is. Yeah. Um, and then I, was that just kind of decided yeah. in a moment, like, hey, let's, let's film and then do it? Um, no, it was, it was something that um, I think Ari thought about on the flight over. Um, okay. And we have, we have such a good crew, like, um, like our tour manager has done everybody, you know, he's top of the top of the top. Um, so he immediately like knew everybody to, to call and he kind of makes everything happen um, as well as management, of course. Um, but yeah, they had to get like a crane lift and all these cameras and we had to rehearse it. And it yeah. was, um, it was crazy. It was last minute. And, but that was kind of the cool thing about it, that it just came together last minute and came out amazing. Um, and it was in the middle of a show. So we were literally playing a show and about an hour into the show, we would play this song. And we stopped playing. The stage went black, and then Ari did his thing to the music video. And yeah. then we went back into playing a show, like cool. finishing off the show. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. I yeah. only got like a couple more left, but uh, so I'm gonna put your drummer, dream group. You get a bassist, you get a frontman, and you get a guitarist. Your drummer. Who you got? Oh my gosh, I've never thought about this. Um, but. I would say um, bass player. Um, oh my gosh! Hold on. Let, let me think about this real quick. Um, yeah, no are we talking like people I currently play with, or cur- like no. like rock le- legends? Yeah, or, it could be legends. Or what? What are we like? Anybody? All time. Okay. Um. So bass player, hands down, Pino Palladino, arguably the the best bass player of all time. Um, plays on everybody's records. Um, and he would definitely be on bass. Um, I feel like guitar player, it would be Brian May is like my favorite guitar player. Brian um, May, great answer. He is just insane. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, keys, I would say. Um, oh, this is interesting. Um, I'm like kind of blanking. I'm trying to think. There's like, who was it? Um, Keys, I would say, um, there's this, there's this keys player, D Cobb, who plays for like um, Puth and cool. uh, a bunch of others. Uh, he's insane on keys. Yeah. Um, and frontman, who we going? Yeah, I frontman. I would. I mean, it's it's got to be Freddie. I, mean, I knew you were gonna do it. it I knew you. It is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I knew you were gonna lock in Freddie. I I heard uh, Brian May, and I thought oh, he's gonna definitely lock in Freddie here. Yeah, I mean that that would be that would be so absurd. I actually saw Queen um last year when they came yeah. to the forum. Of course it was with um Adam Lambert, who is still incredible. Yeah. I don't think anybody else could uh do it as close as he did. Um, but yeah, and I, I feel like touring with and playing so many festivals and like I've met like Dave Grohl and I've met like all, you know, a bunch of people and I don't really freak out except when I saw Queen play, I didn't even meet them. I was just, you know, watching <laughs> watching them play, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm in the same room as like Brian May and Roger yeah. Taylor, and it was just like, "Holy crap!" Um, oh, and and that was like from a distance. That wasn't like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Like, yeah. So that was definitely like my girlfriend was there at the time, and um, she was like, "It's like, oh my god, I've never seen you get like starstruck." I'm like, "It's Queen. Like, how do you not?" Like, <laughs> You don't get it. You just like walk off. Yeah. You don't get it. Sorry, I was like, oh my god, I was losing my shit. Um, oh. and um, yeah, that was that was wild. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, and uh, if I ever make it out to LA, and hopefully that will in a few years, let's do a coffee. We'll uh, get to meet in person and uh, hopefully do it, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, of course, man. Yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to like uh, promote for the future? What do we got going on for you? Um. Right now, everything's obviously kind of pretty, pretty chill um, yeah. on the touring front. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've just been like producing a bunch and um, 
uh, just music directing for a bunch of artists. I just did um, this rapper IDK, yep, which is um, on Colbert. Yeah, that's that was really dope. Um, yeah, just working working on a bunch of stuff um, and getting a lot of like working with artists, and I'm like, oh wow, like so we're on that level, like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, just we'll see. I mean, Lauv will go back on tour soon, hopefully. Um, when yeah. this stuff clears up, everybody needs to wear a mask and stay safe. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think if anybody's listening to this, like. If you have a dream that you have yet to try out, go do it immediately. Um, and um, yeah, it's you never know until you try it. And yeah. I feel like in this world, anything's possible. Literally, anything is possible. Like I didn't go to music school. I didn't like spend two hundred thousand dollars and go to Berkeley. Um, I just practice my butt off every day and um, learn my craft and. Um, you know, learn how to be a professional and run a business and all that kind of stuff. And that's, you know, that's all it takes and, and be nice to people, you know, people treat you the way you treat them all the time. So, um, don't be a dick and, um, yeah, go have fun, live your life. Perfect. There we go, guys. Roberts, Rob, thank you so much for coming on my man. Dude, of course. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, let me know when you uh, come to LA and when I'm yeah. in Chicago at some point, uh, let's definitely get a, get some coffee. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a comedy show, too. It'll be great. Yes, dude. Oh, my gosh. Perfect, Let's man. Let's do it. Dude, thanks for coming on, my man. Thanks so much. Of course, man. Thank you. Peace. All right. Peace, man. <laughs>